good to chat with you again. Welcome back to As It Goes. I'm Lydia, the founder of ReSelf. We're all figuring it out as it goes and conversations help us along the way. Here is one of those conversations with Anna Peterson Maxalka, the founder of Zenimal, a screen-free meditation device that I actually discovered through one of our Reself family members who emailed me about Zenimal when she was looking for meditations for her grandkids, which is such a beautiful connection. I could tell you what Anna and I talk about in this conversation, which you can skim through in the show notes, or I could tell you how I felt after I finished talking to Anna. This was at a point in my journey with Reself that I was feeling a little hopeless and lost and confused. After speaking to Anna, I felt so energized, so motivated from within myself. Anna is an incredibly beautiful mirror for each one of us on our journeys of living authentically and wanting to be a good human and wanting the world to be a good place and believing in humanity and having hope. I mean, this conversation was everything I needed at that moment. And then to re-watch as I edited this was so rewarding. I'm so excited for you to have this experience. Thank you for landing here today with Anna and I and for giving yourself this nourishment. Let's take a deep breath in together. And a deep breath out to ground us in this moment that we're going to share. Anna, would you like to introduce yourself and share your journey with us to creating Zenimals? Yeah, so I am Anna Peterson Maxalka, and I'm the founder of Zenimal, uh, the proud and grateful founder of Zenimal. Uh, it's been an amazing journey getting up to this point. And um, I guess what, what Zenimal is, is we, we make screen-free guided meditation devices for children, teens, and adults. Um, and it's, you know, it, it really comes from such a deep place in my heart. And it started at a very, very early age. I was about uh, probably five or six years old. And um, I started having night terrors at night where I would go to sleep fine. And then I would wake up in this kind of crazed panic. And um, oftentimes I would get so upset that I would, I would vomit, which is like, that's always like a little bit TMI, but like, that's how, like, it was such like a visceral, like actual body experience for me. And um, when you're that little, it's, it's, that's frightening and you don't know why it's happening. And, and you're, you're almost not, not in your own body. And, um, 
you know, my, my, I had really amazing, amazing parents, thankfully. And, and, you know, my dad would just sit with me forever until the moment kind of passed. Sometimes it would take a couple of hours and, and just kind of hold me and tell me it's okay. And I'd, I'd start worrying, like, oh, I'm not sleeping. I'm, you know, whatever. And he's like, you know, I remember him always saying like, nobody ever died from not sleeping for a night. Like, you know, it's like, you know, and he would always, he would always tell me that, but, but it will, it became more and more frequent as I got, as I got older. And, and, you know, this was pre internet, pre anything, you know, where you were able to Google something and say like, what's wrong with my kid. Um, And so there were very few resources and we lived in a small town and, you know, I think certainly, you know, this was back in the eighties. Like I, I don't, I think there was like a mental health stigma and of like mm-hmm. not really going to talk about it with other parents, you know, and, right. um, you know, you just kind of think your kid's like different and you're going to sort of deal with it behind closed doors. And, um, but my parents were incredible and they eventually found a clinical psychologist, Dr. Tina Fleshman. And, and over the course of several months going on a weekly basis, she taught me how to control my breath and then relax my body. I remember I would, I would visualize like liquid, liquid metal, like pouring through my body. So it would get really, really, really heavy. Um, and then just taking those, those big, full, deep breaths. And then I would visual, she helped me sort of construct this really vivid visualization, um, that would take me, you know, several minutes to build up in my head. And, but it would, it would, it would, it would get that sort of parasympathetic nervous system triggered and relaxed. And I, you know, I could, I could kind of get into the moment and realize that I was, I was okay. And I was safe. And, um, you know, like I said, it took several months to really learn it and, and be able to do it on my own and, and start to build that awareness of, you know, because the, at, 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 you know, by, by now this had just turned into generalized anxiety. So I would just be fearful of mm-hmm. just going in, you know, going into my bedroom at night. Like as soon as the sun would set like that, yeah, start to become aware of that, like that, like lump in your throat. Right. Or for me, that's what it was. And, and it was like, oh, okay. Now is my time to do, you know, what essentially was a meditation. And, and I, I think I call, I forget what I called it. I think it was like a visualization. Maybe I said or something, but, um, and it, it helped uh, an incredible amount. I went to summer camp that same year by myself. Like it was, I, I started to, you know, I think at, at that point too, I had built so much reliance on my parents. My parents had to go everywhere with me, or I just felt fearful. And then you start to build that secondary anxiety of what happens to my parents. I'm not okay in the world without them. And like, as a kid, you sort of feel like that anyway, but this was extra like, oh, there is no other human being that can make me feel better other than that. So it was just compounding. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like being able to go out into the world. And I think at this point I was probably like eight, eight, nine, um, being able to kind of go out in the world and be okay a little bit by myself was such a massive gift. And um, continue to use it. You know, I, I uh, was in a really bad horseback riding accident when I was 17. I broke my back and neck and had a pretty severe brain injury. And, um, and I, you know, turning back to it, you know, during that time as well, and, and, and leaning heavily into that was, was very helpful. And, uh, then just kind of traveled through life a little bit, you know, and, and then in 2015, I had my own daughter and, um, you, you're able to kind of really analyze like, oh, like this is not just about me anymore, you know, and, and I've got this thing to take care of. And, 
Um, I always talk about how it's like so crazy to me that they just let you take it home from the hospital and like, don't, <laughs> don't like ask no you anything. Like, are you okay with this? Like, are you going to be fine? Do you need help? Like, they're like, bye. Like, <laughs> hope you feed it. Um, and it's like, um, but I, I really started to worry, you know, what, what if she has this thing really early on in life? You know, what am I going to do for her? And I just started doing, I got really curious, oddly, very, very curious about all of it. And, um, you know, I like it was, you know, I was Googling like what are solutions and what are, you know, all of that. And certainly like, oh my goodness, there are so many now, you know, and there's tons Mm. for kids, but I felt like so, so many of them were based on a phone or some sort of smart device. And I, I just knew for myself, when I pick up my phone, I don't feel it. I, I rarely am. I ever just like, oh, I am so relaxed. I am in control of the moment and I am in the present, right? Like, it's like right. oh my gosh, it just like sucks your brain right out of your head and, and, and you're distracted. And I, how many times I pick up my phone just to check the time. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm in my email, like what? <laughs> 10 minutes have passed. Um, yeah. And I think like I, at that point too, I, you know, I had started to use some of the meditation apps and I I love the content on them and they are really accessible and they are right there, but honestly, like, I can't even count how many times, like I said, opened the phone to do a meditation, got sucked into something or just got sucked into like, Oh my gosh, there's a thousand choices. Oh, what's going to be the perfect choice. And he's like, Oh, look at this one. Look at this one. And then all of a sudden the 10 minutes that I had allotted for that meditation Mm. was gone. Right. And Mm -hmm. then I'm on to my email or whatever it is. Um, and so I thought like, Oh gosh, for kids, certainly I would want something better than this. And when I didn't find it, I, I, I thought maybe I, I could be the person to do it. And, you know, selfishly just for my own, for my own kids. And, um, so I started to kind of build that. And then in 2018, I had had, you know, the meditations recorded. I hadn't quite figured out how to do the electronics of it yet, but I was was sort of building up to it, moving pretty slow. At this point, I had my second, uh, son, he was, he was 18 months old, I guess, when, this happened. So in 2018, May of 2018, um, I got a phone call that my dad, who was perfectly healthy, had been really suddenly hospitalized. And so I um, flew home and so vividly remember walking into that ICU room and just feeling so helpless, you know, seeing the person that had always been there for me in my worst mm-hmm. of times. And and I couldn't do anything in that moment. And, and my stepmom said, you know, he really likes the meditations that you've been recording for your company. Like, why don't you just start playing some and just see, you know, see if it helps him. And, and so I did, and I just sat there and we listened and I held his hand and we just breathed and, you know, the nurses in the room were taking this collective breath. My stepmom was, and it was this really amazing moment where his heart rate came down and we were just able just to be there all mm. together. And after that's, you know, kind of mo- the moment that we had was like, oh my gosh, no, this is not just for kids. Like this is, this could be for all humans. And like, certainly my experience is not unique. You know, a thousand people probably every morning walk into an, oh, more than that, like certainly like you walk into an ICU room and see their favorite person, you know, laying there. And, and I was like, gosh, if I could give this gift to them and it would that I kind of want my life to be structured around that now. Mm. And and so the next day we, we ended up losing my dad and um, 
I think that was like such a pivotal moment that I don't know that I would, would have gotten to where I've gotten so quickly if that had not happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I was just really, you know, you're always like very surprised when these moments happen that your own heart doesn't stop. You know, it's like, oh God, wow, the world just keeps spinning. How incredible. And, um, and you're sort of a little bit lost for a second, but I, I, I knew that, you know, he, he had an incredible life of helping hundreds of people in his lifetime that I wanted to turn those hundreds in, in, into millions if I, if I could. And, and I, I knew that that was now my mission to do that. And so I think, um, so I was May and then six months later, I had, uh, all of the files and, and drawings done for the device. And then four months later, I was on a plane to China to, to get, to find factories. You know, it was really important to me that this was going to be as high quality, you know, as, as physically possible, but as affordable also as, as possible. And so I, I, I took a trip over there and toured several factories to make sure that this was a product that I could leave in my own kid's bed and feel really, really good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent some time over there, found incredible manufacturing. And then by December of that same year, I had uh, 5,000 animals showed up at my door um, wow. and it was like, okay, now, now is, now is the work. Right. And now mm. here we are. And then I, I, um, launched the company in March of 2020, which the world shut down. <laughs> it's like very interesting time to, to start a business. Um, and yeah. it was, it was incredible and it was neat to be there for, for kids who were suffering, you know, like that was such a, such an unbelievable time. And I think, you know, like one, one point that I, I missed too, was like, what really propelled me into doing this was, was doing some research and wondering like, is this an actual needed thing? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think in 2015, yeah, like we were talking about mental health and like, oh yeah, like yeah. depression, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then right. you actually look at like the real statistics of what is actually like how many people are actually suffering in the CDC mm. in 2015 reported the second leading cause of death for kids age 10 to 14 was suicide. And this is pre pandemic, mm. you know, like that, that to me was like, mm. um, this should be the news every day. <laughs> um, why did I not? I mean, I was embarrassed that I didn't know that I, you know, I, I didn't those- know that. And it's, we are sort of sheltered from that sort of ugly, ugliness of, of, of what we're experiencing now as, as a civilization with mental health. And mm-hmm. um, again, we're, we are sheltered from it because it doesn't feel good. Right. And it, it right. is fearful in it. As long as it's not your kid, right. You're just going to kind of maybe put your head in the sand because it's, it's pretty painful. Um, and, but as soon as it is your kid, it's, I wish I had known. I really wish right. I had known. And so mm-hmm. that was you know, a big mission of mine was to, to shed light on that. And then the pandemic happened and, and we had no choice, right? It's because it was, it was more kids than not that were suffering. Um, and so I was so grateful to be, to be a part of that. And um, yeah, does that, does that kind of, I guess a very long winded, does that, I guess that was essentially sort of my journey leading up, leading up to yeah. this point. That totally fills in and I love hearing because everyone has a story to, yeah. to where they are and what they're doing. And I mean, I sort of had an image when you're talking about your dad and recognizing 
how he touched people and your and how that touched you and then that continuation of that you know spreading of of goodness sort of looks and that's so beautiful the way that people impact us and and the fact that it really does sort of ripple out like that it does it so does I think and that's it's so good to be reminded of that because Mm -hmm. it's you don't you know I was talking to somebody about this about just like the power of teachers um, and sort of what they have in this world and the ability to either be the best part of your childhood or the worst, right? Mm-hmm. And and then sometimes the worst also shape us, right? And 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 propel us into some you know some direction, you know, like. But I think I remember my my favorite teacher, Miss Melizer. We called her Millie, and mm-hmm. I had her for two years. Like, and she, I you know, like she was huge in my world. And then um, Miss D, Miss Delisandro, I still talk to her. Um, and she's actually one of my advisors for, for the company. And, um, you know, it's like those people that believed in you and, and shaped you. And I think, um, you know, like, I think Ms. Ms. D, you know, Carol, Carol knows, but, Mm -hmm. um, but, but they like Millie probably does it right. Like, and so I think, you know, it's, you just being aware of your impact you know, with your experience here and, and the ability, right? Like you are limitless, what you can do, you, you know, and the choices that you can make to, to bring goodness and kindness into the world. And sometimes it's just smiling at somebody, right. And then they go and smile at somebody else. And it's, um, I think a big, a huge thing for me is like internet, you know, um, awareness I guess and 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 mm-hmm. social media and 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 leaving mm-hmm. you know leaving comments like you know if what if we just decided to stop with the negative comments and stop with the judgments and stop and and right. just and comments became more of like it's like if you don't have anything nice to say don't think say anything right. I don't know but like because like you can be so impacted by one yeah. individual that says something just so cold to you that maybe they don't think is going to really like, they think that you're above that or whatever, but like very few humans are above like being Being hurt, annihilated right by a stranger for no reason or whatever it is. Um, and so I think like, just, you know, you and I, before this, before this call talked about like curating sort of your experience Mm -hmm. online and like try what's so great about the internet is like it does not just show up at your front door right you have to seek it out you have to turn it on you have to go find it and so it's being aware and saying like hey why am I going to find this like what am I what in my body is telling me that I want to see Mm -hmm. and experience this right and Mm -hmm. so it's it is curating that and like you know getting that toxicity out of, yes. of what you are experiencing. You can do yes. it. Like you could like yes. pull out of it. Don't, don't dive into it. And I think there, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about, you know, the pain body and things like that, and that it, it does sort of want to be fed. And it's like, no, 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 there let's, let me help you in a different way. Right. Um, let me, let me, let me be aware here. And I, I see that you want to do this. And I see that you want to, you know, you know, give, give yourself affirmation that you're not good enough, but I'm going to stop you from that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think like that, that to me is something like I'm, I'm learning. Um, mm-hmm. and 
it's been so beneficial and, and making sure too that I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but you know, that you're good, you know, analyzing like who's in your life and 100%. that is, you know, are, and it, for me, it's always like, are you, are you in my boat rowing or are you drilling some little holes like Ooh. that? You know, it's like, I, I want you, I only want people that are rowing. Um, and I, you know, you know, it's, that's a tough one sometimes, right? Because it's sometimes yeah. hard to let go of, of people, but if you really can become aware of what their impact is on your, mm-hmm. your life, again, it's your experience. You curate it yourself. Like, totally. what do you want to feel? And, and <laughs> I know it's hard, right? Like, and we love these people or whatever that are maybe kind of damaging, damaging us, but, but then we're going out into the world and damaging others and damaging others and and being short and it's like I see I see it with my you know self every now and then if if I'm having to interact with people maybe I make me feel so good like I bring that home right and I'm a little little edgier with my kids or whatever I'm a little less patient when they're whining you know it's like oh and then they're gonna go to school with that attitude and maybe Mm -hmm. you know say something to a child like it's crazy like like you said like finally circling back like it is this huge ripple effect and I think being aware of your impact and maybe you feel small in the world right Mm -hmm. but you're not you are not if you're interacting with other human beings on any level physically sorry online like whatever it is um you need to you it's good to step back and say like what what am I am I drilling holes (laughs) In my um, own boat. Yeah. Right. And you're in my own boat or in someone else's boat, heaven right. forbid, without even knowing. Um, totally. And so I think that's that's something, oh boy, I really like went off on a tangent there, but uh. there are no tangents. <laughs> um 100%. I, you know, Anna mentioned before we started recording, she's reading a book right now called Indistractable. Yeah, yeah. I will have that linked in the show notes. Yeah. I have added it to my queue already. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree. I mean, I don't use social media. I stopped using social media when I was a senior in high school. So that was wow. like more years than I think <laughs> have gone by. That's amazing. Um, I graduated college in 2020, if that puts okay. any perspective on how long that's been. But um not not too long. <laughs> not too long. But it's funny, like I talk about my friends and we think that 2016 when we graduated high school was like yeah. three, four years ago, but crazy. it's been six. Yeah. It's However, crazy. Yeah, so, it yeah, is crazy. I think the pandemic put us sort of in like a time warp of literally what is time <laughs> literally where did literally. where did it go um, yeah that, that's incredible I think like and I you know again like I never want to shame people for totally. being on social media. I'm not I'm not a big I also don't I prefer not to be on social media I think for you know like it, you now having like a company and things like that you a little bit like there is like you want community outreach and you want to be able to people to, to access right. you and things like that. And that is a great platform. And, and honestly, like I have can, you know, they, um, I have connected, you know, with other founders and things like that through social totally. media, but it's, it's, it, it, it the awareness that I have to yeah. have, um, when I go in to that, to that Facebook group or whatever, it's like, right. don't, don't you dare look at a thing. <laughs> 
you are here to go ask a question about manufacturing and then right. you are going to click out of this and you're going to go mm-hmm. read or be with your kids or do whatever it is um, because there it is formed to be, to be addictive. And so I think for you, like being so young and being willing to do that for right. your own mental health, right? huge. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I share that because, you know, I feel like that was the first step in my acknowledging that I, like you said, is a choice. We don't, I see, I think that part of it is the relationship around the internet is so ingrained in our lives that we don't even acknowledge it as a choice. It's like, I must be on social media to be an existing human being. Uh, you know, to be like socially normal or, or whatever. And, um, I think that that acknowledgement first of choice, and then, like you said, the drilling of holes is such a beautiful analogy. And what I like to share in with reself clients and members is like the common idea about if I'm bringing my phone into bed, who am I inviting into bed with me at night? Yeah. And like, should they be in so my this, like sacred space of my bedroom and like yeah. my mind before I'm about to go to bed? You know, mm-hmm. I think that there's so kind of like you're saying, setting up these barriers and boundaries around these things that are designed to be addictive and keep us on them as much as possible. Like one of the choices I love to share that made such a huge difference is I removed all of my notifications from my lock screen so I uh, don't get any there's like if I check the time it's yeah. those sort of things like you said I acknowledge that if I look at the time I see these things I'm sucked in so I remove the things that suck me in and then it just stays there and yeah. you know being in control of our screen experience yeah. is so much like in a sense, yeah, it's easy to remove oneself from social media because then I don't have to deal with any of it, yeah. but it's a lot more, um, there's a lot more choice in designing that experience for oneself and in, in what serves. And like you said, choosing who we I don't even think it's about following and letting follow. It's like, acknowledging that's allowing people into our lives and not whether Mm -hmm. we know them personally or not it's it's who do we want to surround ourselves with and and what is what is that experience and the mindfulness and intention behind that is is certainly so um important and empowering to make those choices and also like you said um you know, when we're, when we're drilling holes in our own boats and knowingly or unknowingly in others, um, that's the ripple as well. Yeah. And that is, um, you know, that's something to be, to be mindful of and, and aware that, you know, my own unhappiness with myself is going to impact the way that I speak to and treat others. And, you know, like the example you gave of the negative comment from a stranger, it's, you know, 
there's so many levels to it and like the pain body i think there's also a a, a pain body of our collective humanity correct there is yes does he does he say that yeah okay beautiful Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know when we take care of our own pain we take care of that collective pain yes and then you stop it right like you're not like you're going to stop that cycle and you're going to stop passing it on to children and and things like that and then just being aware and like listen i think there is also you know acknowledgement of like we have evolved as human beings sort of (laughs) right like if you look at you know, sort of like go back to like when we were living in caves right. you know, with our, with our tribe or, 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 or group or whatever it was, right. it was a pretty small group, you know, for the most part. And so we were hardwired to quote unquote, keep up with the Joneses. You didn't want to be the weakest link because then maybe you were going to be kicked out of the cave. Maybe you were going to be left behind. And so it's like, we're going to fall, you know, we want to maintain status quo. Like you know, and, and, and be like, you know, make sure we're like, oh, like-minded and things like that. And we're following, you know, following the rules and, and, and making sure we're, you know, doing, doing the cool, cool thing or whatever. But now like that wiring is brought into the cave with a million people. And so Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to look around and say like, I need to be like you, 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 or I'm not safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you're doing that with a million people, like, are you going to go to, to all of the vacations that the million people did? Are you going to wear the t-shirt that all the million people did? Like, no, like, and then that evokes this, like, I'm not safe. Right. And I'm, I'm afraid Mm -hmm. now of being kicked out right and 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 not being seen and i think that's the fear of of not being on social media and things like that mm-hmm. and i get it right like that there we're hardwired for this it's right. you know, it's like the same reason that like teenage girls are terrible to their parents they're hardwired to do that because they're supposed to leave the nest and go have babies so we're designed mm-hmm. to like push our parents away and like i think but being aware sort of of that hard wiring takes that edge off of like, oh yes. no, I'm just supposed to feel this. It's not actually real. I'm actually safe. Right. I'm actually okay. Right. right? And, right. and, um, and so I think just think, you know, teaching people like, like you're, you don't need to go, you don't need to eat at that restaurant or whatever, take pictures of your f- food to show other people that like you are also eating the food. Um, <laughs> it is to be safe um you know I think I don't know I think that's just that has been beneficial to me of just like like oh I'm I'm not I'm not pathetic or whatever like I'm just wired mm-hmm. to be like this and I'm gonna choose not to feel this I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change this for myself and exactly I, you know I do it like if I if I've had a rough day or whatever you know like I I can I check my email twice as much because I'm, I'm nervous, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, I want to, it's almost like a numbing uh, thing that I'm, I'm looking to do. And so I'll catch myself every now and then and be like, oh, what else can we do here? That would be healthier. Can we go for a walk? Man, maybe we can go for a walk without our phone. And, and, and then it, lo and behold, like I, I'm actually, I'm actually okay. You know, I'm, I'm, 100%. I'm safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of yes. Yeah. That, that fear. Yeah. 
and yeah. what you just described is the awareness like the fundamental piece is having that awareness of what's driving this yeah. what is the need here that for the most part which can circle us back to zenimals yeah. is the screen free like what yeah. can i do here that's not dependent on this yeah. device that in so many ways is intrusive yeah in our lives yeah. and doesn't have to be i mean just like you know the shovel is a tool that humanity invented yeah so is technology and our cell phones and a lot of these uh apps that are on our phones are all marketed as tools yeah and the difficulty is when we become a slave to them when we are sort of taken over forget our choice and they have this bigger role in our lives than like you said the walk in nature without the phone that yeah. can yield it's not even productivity it's it's maybe I have an insight about yeah. what I'm experiencing through that that connecting within me and without like throughout me and the world that I am genuinely deeply interconnected to and a part of yeah and it is like to you know like I think you know, to give people credit, it's a, like these produce chemicals in your body, <laughs> like that, like they, you get hits of dopamine, which is crazy to me. Um, cortisol is increased. Adrenaline is increased. Like that is like physically having an impact that gives you very little choice, right? Like mm -hmm. that, you're, that's going to override a whole lot of systems. Right. Um, it's an addiction it, system. it is a complete addiction and, and it makes, it makes everything upstairs very, very noisy. And, and that is something, you know, circling back to meditation that, that a daily practice can just quiet that noise and that, like getting that reprieve, um, can, you know, like increase serotonin, which is like a good, that's a good, that's good chemicals. Right. And, mm. um, and sort of, you know, you know, quieting that, that monkey mind, that inner chatter and, and building that awareness, that ability to, to sort of turn, turn the camera, you know, inward and be like, oh, what, like, what is actually happening? And instead of just like, I'm out of control, this is, you know, like crazy and I'm not good enough. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be nasty to myself that I messed up today or whatever. And I'm just, mm -hmm. if I beat myself up, I'm going to be a better person. It's like, no, like if you, you like, I always talk about this, like there is no other human being that you will talk to more on the planet in your lifetime than yourself. And like, just being reminded of that, of like, so if I, if, if the person who is talking to you the very most is, is negative on you and is hard on you, like mm -hmm. that is, that's, that's, that's going to impact anybody. Right. And so I think like for me, you know, like I've worked really hard the last, you know, probably I don't know, however long, uh, maybe a decade, uh, it's been a bit, uh, of being, just being nice, like, like, you know, and, and catching myself of if I mess up or if I make a mistake, I'm not going to say like, you're an idiot, right? Like, right. you know, how, how could you do that it, instead? Like, would I talk to my child like that? No, yes. no. Right. Like treat yourself like you would treat a, a little kid and say like, oh my gosh, yeah, look, oh, that was, 
that was not the right choice, but we're okay. And we're safe and I've got you. And I hear that, that you're afraid, right. And, and that you're worried and you're trying to protect me by, by saying these things, but I got it. I, Mm. I, you know, especially as adults and kids, we can teach this too. Like, you know, I think, you know, I read something the other day that was like, be careful of what you say to children because you're building their, their inner voice. It was something, you know, something to that effect. And you're like, oh man, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) But But it's like when you take care of your own house, yes, what you present is in that same way. Yeah. If you can be nice to yourself, you can be nice to anyone but genuinely nice, right? Like not like narcissistic. Totally. Um, Totally. (laughs) um, Because I mean, in that sense, half the other point of that is the deep self, you know, negative negativity and insecurity. And yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's so fascinating. And I think it really is mirrored in your journey. The link between parent, child dynamics and in that bigger picture you know the um unfortunate statistic you shared about childhood suicide being the second largest killer and i think that that's for me that's why i created reself that's why i continue with reself it's because these changes which we can make now in ourselves and in our small families and communities and schools that's what changes society genuinely and it's not like woo woo it's not there's it's just straight up what happens like you said with the example of speaking nicely to yourself and being able to speak nicely to a child and it's that practice too that I share with clients is like the inner parenting and talk like learning to talk to ourselves Mm -hmm. in the exact way that you just shared that we would talk to a child Mm -hmm. and also being able to step into that self-leader role like you also exemplified which is you know I know you're afraid but we we've got this I've got you and there's a part of me that isn't afraid and that can rise to this occasion and um and I think like yeah I think like there is because like you said like there was a point that you were fractured right like it's not everyone has like a really deliberate thing but like most of us can look back and be like oh I was four right like when I got fractured and, and that like, that makes that like, maybe it's a hairline fracture, maybe it's small, but it's there. And so I think like you turning as a grown up, you know, or whatever, or as, you know, somebody older and being like, oh, yo, you're still there. You four-year-old, mm-hmm. like, I got you. Oh my goodness. Like somebody wasn't there for you, but like, Hey, I am, I can do this. We can do this for each other. I'm just going to hold your hand. And then like, oh, that, like you as an adult, like, Oh, I'm helping someone me, right? Like, it's like, yes. oh, that's so, that's, it, I love, and I love that you're teaching that. I think, gosh, like if we can just give that gift to everybody, like, I don't know if it solves the world's problems, but it sure makes things a whole lot, a whole lot less painful. 100%. I think, you know, I mean, 
I think it does solve the world's problems because Probably. as individuals, we're the foundation of society. Yes. So when we take care of ourselves, we genuinely are taking care of our ability to authentically show up and contribute to the world as we, I believe, are meant to in each of our own sort of journeys. And, um, you know, it's not, I think that's probably one of the hardest things is to that relationship with self. Yeah. That's why reself is called reself because one if we can climb that hill then i don't think there are hills that we can't climb and rise to the occasions yeah it is really remarkable and i think you know yes i feel like i'm helping people but then i you know i sort of look at people who dedicate their whole entire existence to like helping like what you know whatever these really specific like but very intense causes like in other right. countries or whatever and they like their whole their whole life is just dedicated to this this one thing I was I've got I mean I was watching the um documentary on the rescue of the the um soccer team in Thailand in 2018 or something and it was like mm -hmm. oh like the um, watching the amount of people that went there and we're like scooping mud out and diverting water and all of that and it's like I I I, I didn't fly there right I was a I was a fully fledged human being adult in 2018 like I didn't fly there to do that and I think it's so remarkable how many humans that we have on this planet that are capable and willing to do that and it's like if we could you know like that it makes me just like love humanity because like you who can get sort of sucked into like everyone's horrible <laughs> and like everyone's like selfish and like doing all these destructive things and all of that but it's like if we can keep looking to those people and and building building more of those people like you're right I mean it does start to solve a whole lot of problems and, and I think I don't know I that those people inspire me so mm. much to do to do more in the world instead of you know, sort of existing in my own little microcosm and, and mm -hmm. all of that. But I think like and meditation does that, like building that awareness outside of your, your own ego and, and, mm -hmm. and realizing that it is just an, just an ego. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's so many good things. I love, I love to, I could talk about this stuff all day long. <laughs> That's why this podcast exists. Yeah. I like it so much. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, I I went through a sort of similar experience and journey with that, and sort of feeling like, you know, coming to the ability to conclude that. Okay, so I used to in in that experience like look to other people as you exemplified that are like really in the trenches so to speak and I would compare myself to them be like mm -hmm. I'm not doing enough I'm not involved enough yeah. and so I had I came to this sort of ability to distance myself from the shoulds and the have to yeah. and the ability to allow that to inspire me but also as I've shared before in our conversations like can 
cultivate my own Lydia-ness yeah. of that expression. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like, while not all of us are out there saving soccer teams, yeah. it's there are those people and they can inspire us and we can be moved by them and reminded of the beauty and interconnectedness of humanity and the goodness and that can inspire yeah. us to do our own versions of that you that. know and I think that that's also really important to be reminded of I think especially again with social media where yeah. we see so much of it whether yeah you know it's performative or genuine and like mm -hmm. needing to to chime in and show up on things and issues versus what does my genuine being feel called to yep feel inspired by and where can i put my energy circling back to what you said in the beginning mm -hmm. that just makes that impact that I feel I'm here to have yeah. and make. Yeah. And maybe you're, maybe you're inspiring the person that then is going to go totally solve and, you know, malaria, whatever it is, exactly. right? Like, and maybe that's the, that's because every, every, every huge thing needs a ton of little things to happen in order mm. for that to happen. And so I think, um, yeah, not getting wrapped up in the, well, I can't go, you know, save, you know, you know, child labor slaves or whatever, like, but, but what, what, what could my role be in, right. in that? And, um, because there are, you know, maybe you don't get to be the hero, but like, maybe you can, you can help the hero or, you know, like whatever, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is, but not, not just giving up because you're not the person that's going to fly to Thailand. Right. Exactly. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's huge. Right. Right. And yeah. you know, it's as much as it's that sort of relationship with self, as we were talking about, um, as much as that is for me, philosophically, the solution, that root solution, it's also, again, in that same way, the root solution to not continuing half of the problems that are plaguing us as a collective like the example of child labor okay so I start a company instead of you know you exemplified this instead of mindlessly just choosing a manufacturer you in the reasonable framework that you had went and found something personally that aligned with you and your values taking that time and mm -hmm. and those that um valuing to act in alignment with that is i think so like you said it's those little things that add up to the bigger relief yeah yeah i hope so i really really hope so it's um you know, it's also exciting. I think like there are so many, you know, possibilities to, to like, like you said, to, to touch the world in a better, you know, you know, like in a better way. And, um, I love that, that, that inspires me a lot. I appreciate mm -hmm. you saying that it's, mm -hmm. uh, good reminder. Totally. Good totally. Reminder. Yes.
Oh, <laughs> oh this is great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really important. And I think that's, for me, that's the beauty of what, I mean, what business can do. I'm yeah. constantly so inspired by Patagonia. Patagonia. I mean, can we like talk about Patagonia? Like <laughs> I, it, and what's so incredible to me is like, for me, like if I need a jacket, I'm only going to buy a Patagonia jacket. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it's not like they're just like losing in this game and they're just like falling on the sword. Like it is very, very possible to be you know, be profitable and all of that, but actually like do some good in the world and be responsible. And so it's like, it's time now that we turn and say like, okay, Patagonia pulled it off. They're fine. They're, you know, they're able to pay their their salaries and things like that. And it's all, you know, like it's all working, but it's contributing in a really spectacular way. So you're going to turn and you're going to look and you're going to say, okay, Facebook, okay, Google, (laughs) um or you know whoever like whatever other you know big you know people out there it's like what are you gonna what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. um and when are you gonna take some responsibility because it's not it's again like you're not falling on the sword it's all it's proven that it's possible um, through patagonia and and gosh if i i mean i just like just want to give that company a big old hug Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's really incredible. And, and I, and I, I aspire, you know, with my own company to, to be, to be more like that. And, and I hope that they're inspired. I'm sure that they're inspiring others um, yeah. to do it, but like, what an incredible thing to be like one of the first to say, mm-hmm. no, I think we can, I think, I think we can prioritize this. 100%. Mm-hmm. And you know, so much, there's so much there. Like first, what you said about responsibility, I think that the beauty of whatever we do, be it business, um, as a employee, whatever, a mother, a father, a teacher, it's acknowledging. And I think part of it is awareness and slowing down and cultivating, like we said, that sort of meditative perspective and inward looking of in each moment, what is my responsibility here? And as much as it can be, I think, daunting, perhaps as a consumer, like every time I'm going to buy something, I'm going to ask myself, what's my responsibility here? What is the impact of buying this product? It reminds us of, I think, one of the things that we've been so disconnected from, which is our impact and where everything comes from. And Um, unfortunately, I think that business was built. I I think so many of our businesses in America were built in a time in which that was absolutely not part of the equation. And kind of, like you said, seemed to antithesize profit and capital gains. Um, but like you said, Patagonia exemplifies that not only is it possible to be a profitable profitable business but it's in everyone's best interest to do that and here's that example I wish that someone would write a business book 
about Patagonia. I haven't found any yet, but I would love someone to dissect and break down everything how, that they've how they done. Did it. Yeah. And how um, they did it. Yeah. yeah. Right write the recipe, right? Literally will follow because I think like it does take, it does take a, a pretty innovative mind and, and mm-hmm. a certain person. Like, I don't think we're all, I don't think we're all that, that person, but if that, like you said, like we were talking about earlier, like if he can, you know, perpetuate and teach others how to, to do it, um, because that was his, that's his gift, right? Like whatever. And like, and I'm sure that I mean, I know that he talks and things like that and, and that mm. there is a lot of publicity around it, but I think you're right. Like, let's start reading those books. Teach that <laughs> um, in business school. Yeah. Teach that in high school, right? Yeah. Like, whatever it is. I think, um, right. know, like that's unbelievable. And since, since that, that, you know, like that was the reason, like the first device that I released was for children is it's like, well, let's start at the bottom, right? And so then like moving moving up, like at least then they're going to go out into the world with, you know, awareness or whatever it is. And um, and so I, you know, I, gosh, like and it, I look at my kids now and I just seeing where education is, um, there doesn't, I mean, we're going to go down a whole another rabbit hole here, but like, we can go down that rabbit like, hole. I mean, down. like, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about like, you know, before, before we, we, we jumped on, on, um, recording this, it was like, you know, like, just like that, that, that the idea of the, you know, living a whole life and things like that. And, and, and I look now of how, how we are raising children and I asked my daughter the other day, I was like, how, how much are, how much do you go outside? And she's like, oh, well, it's during snack time. We can either eat snack or we can go play on the playground for 15 minutes and I was like what (laughs) so she's either got to pick am I going to eat my healthy snack or am I going to go play and and move my body and it's Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh like what like that those should be two individual things that like should be like probably longer than 15 minutes right right Um, and 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 how much they're sitting now and and moving their bodies and and you know, the food that we're serving in the cafeteria. And like, I, I like it's so, I mean, like our, I, you know, you know, the school system that we're in, they offer free breakfast and free lunch, which I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, good. Like we're starting, yeah. right? This is like a start, but I'm like, but what are you feeding? It's like, right. Oh, Cheetos. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I was like, we have, some, we have some things to do here. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think like, you know, starting with children is, is, is you know such a great place because then at least in the future we're we're fixing some things and then mm. and we can start to, to fix some adults I don't know I don't know it is all very overwhelming but it, it you know like there's there's a lot to be done and, and that's totally. exciting too right like change is. is super exciting and I think that I, there was something else that I, I want to say um near who wrote indistractable talks about this is um like the happiest that we ever are is when we are in hopes of something happening and and i like i loved that because it's so true you want you know like you see people who have like quote unquote made it or like won the lottery or whatever and they're miserable because you basically fall off 
a, like the happy hormones, like drop off a cliff once you've achieved something. And that's, again, like that's our hard wiring is we're, it's a survival mm-hmm. thing. We're, you know, like you find the fruit, you like, so you're like, you know, you're so driven to find the fruit and then you find the right. fruit and your, your hormones are going to fall off because it's like tomorrow we're also going to need fruit. So like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you working hard to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard wiring thing. But I think that is also, you know, such a wonderful thing to acknowledge of like, the journey right and like just in like the hope of things is and 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 acknowledging that joy that that brings and that you know mm. um that drive and like living in that moment versus like i am not going to be happy until i get this thing but like the thing that's driving you actually can make you also very 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 happy and that's like the biggest chunk of your life anyway so why not embrace that moment and also knowing that when you achieve it you're gonna lose that you're gonna lose that that kind of part that joy that joy part a little bit and right um, so being careful and 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 of of that but I think like oh my gosh if we can just like instead of saying like oh you know because I will for sure find myself the world is this horrible place. And they're like, educate, like here I am like whining about education and la la la. It's like, oh, what if I could just like step into the joy of the hope of, of you know, fixing that and, and, yes. and, um, and sort of living in that, living in that place and, and, mm. and still like taking action through it, but, yeah. but not coming at it and being driven by the negativity, right? Just mm-hmm. like being more, you know, kind of driven by that, the, the joy aspect that I get to get to be a part of. I really like that. And thank you. I, um, I, my background is in philosophy. That's what I majored in. That is what I very cool. All of my free time and reading. And so often I feel like for me, it's very easy to like education is something I think a lot about. And, um, again, I mean, I think part of the thing is, and this is, I think what relieves a little bit of the negativity for me with the education example, it's kind of like, first of all, right. Clapping beautiful that we have accessible education for all in our country. Then we get to the point of, okay, but how does that skew based on socioeconomic status? Then we get to, like you said, why aren't we outside? Why aren't kids being fed nutritious foods? I had the privilege of going to um, a private school and that was like my parent. my parents valued education over everything. And, but even there, the food wasn't nutritious. And sure, this was like, you know, early 2000s, uh, mid to, you know, 2010s, but I, would talk to the administration about this and it was kind of like well there's this is what it is there's nothing we can do this is good enough but it really I mean when we break everything down it's like we have to go outside to be happy we have to move our bodies to be happy to have those higher functioning brain powers of learning and critical thinking and everything like that we need to move we need to not be sitting all the time we need nutritious food to fuel our brain like it's not much of a no-brainer, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> but things- like, and even if like, even if you're only driven by like the financial aspect of it, it's right. like, okay, so if we have children that are moving their bodies and eating healthier food, that's less of a drain on the system as far as like work, you know, as they get older, they're not going to have like, you know, chronic health issues and mm. things like that. Work productivity goes up. Um, right, the drain on right. the healthcare system goes down because we've got healthier people. Like right. if, if you were only driven by those, by those right. facts, like you can't ignore the science that people who eat, you know, junky food and are overweight or, or, or whatever, don't move their body. Like there's scientific proof that like, that is expensive, right? right. Like that, that is expensive. And so I think, well, however you need to approach this, like whatever, right. whatever, whatever what does it for put you? in your bonnet, right? Like you, you, you can come at it from any which way to say like, this does not make sense. Right. Yeah. Like, the, like, like for me, I just care about like the human aspect of it, but like, okay. if people are like, Oh, we can only afford right. to feed kids Cheetos. It's like, uh, there's a healthier alternative. Maybe it's a few cents more or whatever right. it is per child, right. but like right. a few cents versus thousands of dollars right. down the road, tens of thousands of dollars in healthcare or work productivity lost because they're staying home or whatever right. it is. Like, mm. like let's start looking, let's start looking at that, right? Like totally, you know, totally um, creative uh, solutions are yeah. there as well. Like yeah. one, you know, what about rooftop gardens? What about, yes. you know, teaching it's, kids gardening and using that? Like how rewarding yes. for kids to eat what they're contributing to growing, right? There's yeah. like so many things that we can do. And, you know, I really love that reminder of the hope that is there. Because I think, again, for me, that's what drives, I mean like deeply philosophically spiritually like that's why you know why I have hope is because all of those solutions exist and you know there's so many fascinating I mean for staying in education like alternative forms of education things that we can try I was talking to someone the other day who's um she's in Maine and there's a school that she's looking at for her daughter that they spend all like as much as it is literally physical physically possible they're outside 24 yeah. seven like that's how they're educated and they so have cool. proper clothing for it and I think she said yeah. it's based on like a Nordic education that yeah it's like if they can do yeah. it there yes we can do it here it's possible exactly like, it's super possible um, I just realized that my internet is not, is like my thing is unplugged. So then I'm seeing like, I'm just going to plug this in really super fast. So sorry. You're um, good. You're good. Uh, I try to unplug my Wi-Fi at night so that I like convinced that I sleep better. Be voodoo. I'm not sure, but I do it, but I forgot. Um, anyway, so much um, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I know. I think like if we can keep like, again, like that's the Patagonia model. Somebody's doing it. Somebody worked it out. They can afford to do mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. it's like this is this is possible. And baby steps, right? Yeah. Steps and um and not just well, it's good enough, right? Right. It's or not. and I, I think they're they're you know like oh, and I get it. You know, get into like that 
you know, we, you, we, you know, for like hardwiring and facts and like, and how it is, but like, you look at the second law of thermodynamics, which is entropy, like everything is destined to go into chaos. Like if you throw, you know, you open the lid of a puzzle and you, and you toss the puzzle pieces up into the air, it's going to land in chaos, right? That's like, that's, that's law. <laughs> you can't, you can't not do that, but like somebody has to come in and put energy in there has to be a physical energy put in to, to, to organize and to, to make things make sense and, and, and to, to diminish that, that sort of sense of chaos. And, um, and so I think we, for a long time have sort of been like, oh, it's good enough. We're good. We're good. And it's like, no, the puzzle pieces keep getting tossed in the air. Like we have to keep putting them together. Somebody has to do it. And, um, and people are doing it. Right. Yeah. But I think, um, just not accepting because we are going to, you continue in this world, right? It doesn't just like, you don't just put a puzzle piece in and, it, and, it, and it's fine. It like, it gets tossed back up again. Yeah. I love, I mean, even that example twofold first, like we can, and I think that's such a beautiful visual to play with. And I love the idea of um, sort of this idea that, you know, we are in in a larger sort of spiritual context like we're god the universe playing as we've forgotten who we really are and what we really are you know a part of and there's a play in it like leela the hindu principle of like divine play yeah um and maya the contrast of sort of illusion and chaos and yeah. The puzzle is such a beautiful example because it's just a reminder of, all right, when we start the puzzle, right, it's chaos, it's complete chaos, but there's fun, there's joy, yes, yes. there's like soothingness in mm -hmm. putting the pieces together. together. That's and the joy, that's the joy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like, I can look at this as my sort of, what is it? Um, Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill for yeah. eternity and I'll never do it or I can look at it like it's, yeah. fun, it's fun solving these problems yeah. creating a of literally at the fundamental like contributing to the evolution of humanity yeah and it is and joy like like is. the sadness I feel when I complete I love puzzles by the way it's like also why yeah. <laughs> but like the sadness I feel when I complete a puzzle Mm. which is so interesting right because you're like mm. that's the goal is to complete it but I actually get really sad because I'm like oh there's no more pieces it's like mm. oh you know like to the library next puzzle <laughs> right then the next puzzle you have another puzzle and like the joy begins again you know and, yeah. and I think like and like not being like not feeling overwhelmed by mm. seeing all of the chaos it's like oh I can I can find my joy here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know the other piece too is I've, I've spoken to one of my friends about this deeply. Again, I feel like I don't necessarily have a pulse on what sort of the general consensus is represented from social media, but we talk about like the general hopelessness that I think a lot of yeah. people, you know, who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, yeah. And especially I think kids too, I don't know yeah. quite so much, but um, that I think is really, first of all, it's just another indication I think of where we are, but it's yeah. 
it's a really important piece to reconcile i think individually like you said if if hope is what drives joy yeah and action yeah what does hopelessness do to us and and yeah. again i think it's a fundamental choice yeah. to be hopeful even if we're pessimistic yeah for sure like just selfishly like yes. oh, to <laughs> survive to survive just to like enjoy your experience here it's so short right uh, um you know and i think like just because it's not pretty and because you're not a kardashian or whatever you know like that's like i people I think there's a misconception on like what actually makes you happy um and i i think uh I don't know. I, I don't want to like shame people or whatever it is like, uh, in that and, and, and what they aspire to and think like, oh, right. it's fine. Um, I just think like there's ways to find real joy. Totally. Um, then like find the right lipstick. And now I'm happy because my lips look right. Enormous, whatever it is. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the fundamental thing of like learning to question what yeah. we are told to aspire yeah. to. And I think yeah. in America, especially, there, I mean, evidently that's all I can speak to, but that's one of, I think, our greatest challenges is what are we selling people as aspirations? And like you beautifully pointed out, so much of what we're sold to aspire to turns out to not be fulfilling yeah and yeah, having those deeper questions i think again like you said with children especially is mm -hmm. what is fulfilling what is purposeful mm -hmm. what is meaningful because at the yeah. end of the day when we step back and we take ourselves out of you know worker bees in the hive kind of model of i think yeah raising kids and putting them into a workforce yeah which i think fundamentally there's nothing wrong with like evolutionarily speaking that was also always part of being a human was yeah work and working to survive but yeah. asking ourselves yes. now right. i think when we're in places of like, we can just speak evolutionarily like evolutionarily privilege of we know for the most part again in my experience like where my food is coming from where my shelter is now we have the freedom and luxury to ask those bigger questions of and what is my contribution and what is my purpose and what is fulfilling because what is you know what is life what is the purpose of my life and how do I want do to I want live to it and what do I want to aspire to and you know speaking of visualizations like um some point during COVID, I, I did a visualization for weeks about what I wanted my life to be. Like when I visualized it, maybe when I put it on a mood board, like what was it? Yeah. And then it was through that and like through sort of the powerful emotions of visualization that I kind of came to realize like in a sense, I feel like I have this. Yeah. And this isn't fulfilling still. Yeah. I'm there's still so much perspective as to like 
the interior of the home I think I want and all of these things actually don't matter. They provide beauty and beauty is important in our human experience, but they're, you know, it's that, like we said, the hope, the joy is in the loving and the experiencing, but what I think there's a great article, I'll link it in our our links and I'll, I'll share it with you. Um, from the Atlantic that someone sent me years ago. And um, one of the sort of points it references, I think, is that if you buy a nice car, like maybe you've been aspiring to it after, I think it's like three months. Yeah, three months. Yeah. It's over. And, you know, I think there's so, there would be such a profound shift if we could learn that and talk about that even with kids again it's like when we're formulating dreams and what we want to aspire to yeah yeah there's there's a lot of hope in in using where we are to live more purposeful connected lives because I think that this mental health epidemic that we have and again that statistic you showed us just shows something's not working this isn't it and we can go in the direction of sort of in a pessimistic way like the technocratic sort of yeah aid in big tech and you know keeping on that treadmill for the, the use of that metaphor and aspiring keeping up with the joneses all of that or i think we have a really big opportunity to integrate mindfulness yeah. and interconnection yeah. and meaning back into our lives that i think for the most part we've lost yeah and i think what's really cool is that you know like the we are because this is new right the technology stuff so super i mean it's new in my lifetime right like that's 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 pretty new um and and i think um i love that there are people like near who are you know coming up with solutions on like okay it's here we're here. We're not, we can't, you know, can't put the lid back on Pandora's box. Um, right. <laughs> how, can we, how can we learn from this? How can we live with it? How can we have it benefit us mm-hmm. um, and, and, and make us better? Because certainly like, gosh, there's so many cool, so amazing, like things that, 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 that are going to come out of this. I think, you know, especially in things like healthcare and giving, you know, a doctor in, you know, where, whatever country, the ability to talk to somebody in, you know, Ohio, a doctor in Ohio to try to treat, you know, a patient correctly or whatever, mm-hmm. like that, like there's thing. I mean, like that's very specific. Um, but like, I think there are so many wonderful things that are going to come out of this era, but, but making sure that we're not going to implode from it because there, there's yeah. just, it, there's, um, it's kind of sort of scary, um, the, some of the things and, 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 um, but it's exciting, right? Like, I think, mm-hmm. um, because there are people that are like, oh, Hey, actually, this is why you feel like crap when you pick up your phone, right? Like this, this, that's an awareness, right? And like, and getting people more knowledgeable on that. And I think, you know, companies like Apple are, are taking on a little bit of responsibility and, you know, with the screen time alerts and things like that, and sort of building that awareness in, mm-hmm. like, 
yeah, they too want us to be a little bit of addicted to it. And like they're, you know, whatever. But I think there are some, there are some things that are coming about that are like, Hey, this isn't super for you. We're going to help you out a little bit and like try to Mm -hmm. reverse, reverse a little bit of this. So I think there, it is an exciting time. And, um, and, and I am, I am very hopeful that, that it, you know, in my child's lifetime, that, that this will, will hopefully be, um, sort of ironed out a little bit, (laughs) a little bit better. And, and, you know, I think like this, you know, the plight with like, ch- with children and, and, and teaching them what makes them happy. Like I, I see myself fall into this pit all of the time where I'm like, if I, if I buy them something I and mean, like see the joy on their face and I'm like, oh, the, there is something that's like released in me. That's like, oh, you're doing a good job. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they're happy, you know, like, and I was like, oops, I, I think that's not the right happy. Um, that <laughs> like two seconds later, the toy is like, in you know on the floor totally forgotten about for all eternity um and it just wasn't real happiness right it wasn't that wasn't that wasn't actually a thing and um and so you know learning that what I can give my child is the love is the time is the attention is the the you know being present not being on my phone um things like that because that that's going to ingrain in them like a true sense of peace and, and joy. And I think there is, you know, there, I heard, I think it was, um, drawing a complete blank now. Um, I don't know the premise of it was like the difference between joy and happiness. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, like, oh, joy is like that really grounded, solid, like peaceful, content. It's a sense of being content versus happy. Is that like super high, like, you've achieved, you know, like you're, you've, you're, you've reached for something and like, and you got it, you finally got it. And I'm like so super happy, like, um, like acknowledging those two differences and, and realizing that like happy is, is a, is a short-lived thing versus joy can be a chronic, you know, experience mm-hmm. in the best, in the kind of the best of ways. And, yeah. um, and so building that, you know, with ourselves, with our, with our kids, um, again, difficult because there, we are, we are, uh, we are, we do crave that instant sort of high of, 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 right. Um, we're happy. Right. <laughs> this feels so super good. Um, but, but maybe it's not the right, maybe that's not the right happy. Uh, totally. I don't know. It's hard. I, again, I'm not perfect at it by any means. I take my, you know, and I take my kids to Disneyland. I'm like, oh yeah you want that, that, you know, princess wand or whatever, like, and she's just like psyched for, you know, 45 minutes. And then it's, it's like, can you hold this? I'm done. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Maybe I could have set a boundary, right. And then boundaries, oh gosh, we could just like all day long. There's so many things, but uh, (laughs) yeah, we're all, we're all trying to do the best we can do. Right. I think that's, um, and just continuing, you know, to do that and, and Right. And, and to applaud the people that are, that are calling it out, you know, and, um, and helping us, you know? Yeah. Like 100%. We're all just figuring it out as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. yeah, sure. it's, um, it's really fascinating. And I think that for me, that's, you know, I'm so curious about, um, this, sort of 
like we said, opportunity, opportunity yeah. in our own lives and, and opportunity in whatever, however we have an impact, because like you said, we all have an impact. So, yeah. so what we can, what we can do and, and being mindful of it. I'm curious to hear what your sort of experience is as a founder, I think with hope sort of in the trenches and drudges of everyday sort of founderness and yeah. um yeah like yeah it's, it's building I mean, that bridge to where you want zenimals to to be you know it's it's not it's not like unicorns and roses every day certainly like there's been some pretty severe downs and and things like that but overall I'm extremely hopeful and I think I I have the personality a little bit that I I things perfect yesterday um, and I really push very hard to like speed 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 we need to fix all the kids today and mm -hmm. what I'm learning is like this is not that's not your journey babe <laughs> right like you're gonna just like lay, you know you a little bit you need to lay back into the river and just like this is where it's going to take me and like this is mm -hmm. where I'm supposed go um instead of like clinging to the rock and like no this is how it's gonna be you know or whatever it is and and um so I am learning to I am learning to do that but I am extremely hopeful and um you know do I think my product is perfect no but but I but what I learned very very early on is you know perfection is is you know the enemy of progress and and I'm doing the, the, I know, I know that I am doing the very best that I can do, you know, within, within a balance. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I pretty early on when I launched the company, I had a mom, she just wrote a review and it was, and it was, I, I would probably say like one of the most impactful things that happened after I had started the company and, and she was sitting in a hospital room during COVID with her daughter undergoing her second round of uh, a bone marrow transplant to treat a, a, a very severe form of leukemia. And um, her daughter was 10 the first time she had gotten, I believe she was four. And, um, you know, and she wrote and said, I, I ordered her as animal and it has it has made such an impact on her experience and I, and I, and it's helping her get through this. And it was like, that is like, that one thing is like all I, all I needed. Right. And, and, and I, you know, I would talk to her and I, I ended up becoming friends with her mom and, um, and I'm actually this weekend, I'm going to meet them in person for the first time, which I'm so excited. I'm going to go stay with them for two days. That's um, but like that, those, those are the things that, that drive me. And like, yes, the company has to be profitable to continue. Um, you know, and I, unfortunately, you know, money is money is a thing that, that, that is needed to, to make these, these different, this type of difference in the world. And right. so, yeah, there are like, those are kind of the bummer parts of like, what I do is, is making sure that the company stays afloat. And, and is that enjoyable? No, but it gets me to be able to go to St. George, Utah, to meet this little girl who makes me want to be a better person every single day of my life. Um, and I, I get that opportunity and I, I, I never, ever will take that for granted. And I, and I, I am very hopeful in that. And, 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 um, you know, I think there are ugly, there are ugly parts of, of, of my experience in this and, and there are negative things and, 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 um, 
but at the end of the day, like, I like that's this is what I, I mean, I get to, to have the hope every day that one more kid is going to get a Zenimal and, and that child like me, mm-hmm. you know, will get to, to move through the world a little bit easier and feel a tiny bit less alone. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, like I, like I got, you know, and I, and I think like, you know, making that ripple effect, like, you know, Dr. Fleshman gave me was, was um, just a little bit, you know, cleaner sense of peace. And, and so, yeah, I am, I am very hopeful. And, and, and I think I would get like if for sure, you know, I, I, I always think vulnerability is like, is, is always like a number one priority for me and honesty. Um, and, and it has not, it has not been perfect and it has been very hard and I have cried a lot of days, um, you know, but, but I, I still love it. I still would do it a thousand and one times again. Um, yeah. and I, I hope that other people, you know, hear my story and, and maybe, you know, that they're, their fearful voice of saying, I, I'm not good enough to do my thing, my part, my, you know, my piece in the puzzle, um, mm-hmm. that you are, you know, and it, and I, I, you know, I don't have a master's in business. I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't have, you know, 50,000 hours of being a meditation teacher. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't the, the best at, at whatever, anything that you might think I would, maybe convince myself I needed to, to start this, mm-hmm. to do this and to make this a mission. Um, but it, it, it's still working and it, and I, and I, I am enjoying it so much and, and, um, feel like I am making an impact on some level. And I hope, you know, to continue to, to make that a bigger impact. And, um, so I, I hope, I hope other people, you know, are inspired to do it too. Not every, not everyone is a, is an entrepreneur and not everyone is a start your own thing kind of person, but like, whatever your, whatever your thing is, like, I, I hope that people can, can find the courage to do it. And, and when they do get knocked down and kicked in the teeth, that like you, that you get up again. And I, and I, I, you know, it's anyone who's, who's listening, like, yeah, I'm, I like, if you need to reach out to me or whatever to like, Hey, is this, you sure this is okay? <laughs> like, does this, does this actually work out? It does. Like, mm-hmm. and you're going to feel like some days it's not, and you're going to feel like you're sunk and you're going to whatever. And then you're just, you know, Brene Brown says that the best, like you're in the arena, you're face down in the dirt and you're bloody. And it's, you know, maybe there's people in the stands shouting at you that you're not good enough and that you should just stay down. Um, if you can just like lift a finger you know, like that's, you can start, you know, and then eventually you're going to get up onto your knees and then eventually you're going to be standing again and you're going to be okay. Um, and so reminding people that, yeah, your face, your face down in the dirt, but you don't have to stay there. And there are people always ar- around that are willing to remind you of that and, and finding sort of to that inner strength, that inner voice that you can help yourself get up. You know, you don't need, you don't need something else to happen. You don't need a different job. You don't need a different house. You don't need a, someone to rescue you. I think like, you know, I certainly was hardwired, you know, a little bit by Disney and things like that of being convinced that I need to be rescued by somebody. And, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we can just kind of rescue ourselves. Um, and with other people in love and, and things like that. But I think, 
you know, taking, taking your own hand and saying like, come on, we got this We're We're okay. You're breathing and we are okay. Um, is it's, it's, it's possible. It's hard. It's hard. It's possible though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that answers your question, but the answer is more than my question. It's so, you know, it applies, I, it applies to so much more than just like you said, just having our own business or, or whatever it is. I think for me at the root of it, it's authenticity. If it's leaving that marriage, that's making you suffer, then that's what it is. Right. If it's, if it's going out on your own for a bit out of your friend group, because your friends are all drilling holes or they're not rowing you to where you want to be, then that's what it is. If it's moving to a completely new city, that's what it is. But it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's those, um, it's the courage Mm -hmm. to do what one feels genuinely called to do from within. And I think that's the contradiction to what we were talking about earlier with what we might be sort of programmed or sold to aspire to. It's it's acknowledging those calls within our hearts. I think it's Brene Brown who calls them. Actually, no, it might be no, it's Glennon Doyle. Ah, calls another them well, my favorite. Oh, my favorite. Yes. Ah. The pings in our hearts, you yeah. know. I don't think they ever quiet. No. They haven't for me. Yeah. So, you know, it's but what you said is really it's the courage and acknowledging that um life is hard yes these things are hard yeah but for, it's you know the first principle of buddhism that's suffering but yes there is a way out of it and i think that the arena image is so potent because it's getting up in mm-hmm. the face of chaos and suffering and the hardness of life that comes from within yeah and we can make ourselves strong we can make our children strong to be able to do that you know the buzzword today is resilience yeah like stay in the to stay in the arena exactly exactly don't go up in the stands and start yelling at people that are fighting Mm -hmm. (laughs) right in the arena right like you stay in that arena yeah and if you're not even for me like it's the same like concept of drilling holes in my boat like if you're not also in the arena fighting, you don't get to have a say in what I'm doing. Mm. Right. Like if you're that. just like hanging out in the stands, drinking a beer, <laughs> sorry, you don't get, you don't get an opinion here. <laughs> totally. Right. But like, if you're alongside of me fighting, like, yeah, like, let me, let me hear you out for a second, you know? Yeah. Because probably that opinion is going to be way more valuable than somebody that's up in the stands. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, but and, resilience, I mean, like, that's like the hope and dream, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's like such a beautiful thing. Right, but, you know, yeah. it's what we all need. I think in some degree, it's it's what we cultivate 
the degree mm. to which it's cultivated in us, from us, from those around us, I think probably differs. It does differ based on everyone's experience and narrative of their their lives and everything. And I think that, again, that that arena image is so potent because we, whether we have been victimized by systems or people or circumstances at the end of the day and I speak from this from my own experience we have to choose whether we're going to get back up whether we're going to be we're going to try to be the victor maybe we're not even going to assume that role of the hero but we're going to try because what is our life experience otherwise to not try and I think that you know going to that idea of mythology and story is telling us aspiring us of a greatness within all of uh, that is you know that's that's the beauty and that's sort of the the inner journey of of our humanness and while it all sounds kind of I mean deeply philosophical and not necessarily practically applicable I think it's the most applicable thing yeah ever yeah so much so yeah so and it's been proven over and over again by people right that like like you were born with no arms and legs and like you now surf like like that that's a choice right? You can choose Mm. to do that. But I think, and, and knowing that nobody else is going to make that choice for you, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, um, and not waiting for somebody to make that choice and not Mm. feeling like somebody has taken that choice from you. Mm -hmm. Um, not letting someone, you know, take that choice from you. And it is not say again, not saying it's easy at all. And I, and I'm not going to, you know, say like, oh, you're weak for not making this choice. Like maybe this is too big of a choice right now. But like, mm-hmm. can you, can you make a smaller choice, Yeah, you know, that, that is still, still going to, you know, propel like some sort of forward motion in, 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 in seeking some level of peace, you know, in your life. And, and I, I'm like, I, you know, speaking as a, as a, as a white woman, like I, I have had tons more privilege than so many other people. And so it is easy for me to sit here and say like oh just pick yourself up like you're fine you know it's like well the world bends to me a lot a lot easier than than to a lot of other humans um but I I still want to be in the conversation and I I still want to you know try to inspire people and I still want to help people you know discover that within themselves and and to change change that you know that that some people are more privileged in the world than others and and I and I I think that's happening I I hope it's happening you know I feel like sometimes it's two two steps forward ten steps back but um but that's but that's that's sometimes okay too and 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 you still like there are you know moments where where you will take some bigger steps and you will regain that territory and Mm. um I think there's like so many people out in the world doing that you know and that you know inspire me so much and um 
so yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I think I, I'm probably not, you know, uh, maybe worthy of being an authority in this, but like, I, I, again, just want to be a, in learning and, and, and contributing wherever, right. wherever I can with, 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 with how I am in the world, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, yes. And I think that there's, you know, part of the, the conversation is also, we all have ways in which we are privileged and unprivileged and acknowledging the ways in which some of us have more privilege than others. But I think it comes down to then again, that deeper sort of um, journey. And some of us have more to fight against than others, but also um, there's, everyone brings value to the table and um you know i i think there's also something to use it like if someone if we're privileged then we should use that to do whatever we can you know and i Mm -hmm. think that that's i don't feel like that's part of the conversation as much i or even for me like i you know I was lucky enough to have a class in high school called Identity, where it was a seminar, an elective seminar, and it was looking at the ways in which all different forms of identification Uh, have privilege and non-privilege and, you know, systems that oppress and systems that benefit certain people and abilities and everything. And, um, you know, for so long, I felt so much guilt about where I was and but what does that do yeah for anyone to just do and fester in in guilt versus right okay this is where I am and you know I think again acknowledging I mean period being a woman founder in business is um a disadvantage so to speak sure. statistically sure. in everything right 100%. 100%. so okay i can continue with that narrative right and continue to be the victim of that or yeah. i can figure out how to say yes and yeah. what am i doing yeah. from this you know yeah. and i think it's just another it's just another way that it comes evidently it comes back to us and the conversation that we're having in our head like when you gave the example of the um the arena thing I sort of had the experience of as you were saying that like in my head it was like and at the end of the day even if those voices that are denigrating me are externally Mm -hmm. they're all just internal yeah it's all you know what I I'm going to perpetuate to myself as that voice. What yeah. is that voice? Is it, you know, the fans with their jerseys and their face painted cheering yeah. for me? Or yeah. is it 
all of the hecklers yeah. and the naysayers and who are we listening to and is the story of victim or victor yeah and you'll doubt yourself right exactly. like you, you will and like that's if you're doing anything that hasn't been done before you're going to doubt yourself it's like, well, why? Why hasn't it been done before? It's like, yeah, that's not, that's, there's not always a reason. So stop looking for one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it's so it, I, I do, I do agree with that. And I, um, you know, I certainly like being a female, a female founder is not, it's like not the easiest path to, mm-hmm. to travel, but like you can also change, you can also just decide that it's, it's not impossible right? And you can just, instead of like really harping on, well, this is harder for me and this is harder for me and, and whatever, it's like, this is just my journey with it. And I need to just keep moving forward. Right. That's, uh, that's such a beautiful, that's so, you said it so beautifully. And I, I I love, I love that. And it is a great reminder and and it does help with imposter syndrome. And and I think, you know, men have imposter syndrome too. And uh, I think everybody's got it a little bit, but like, yeah, just like, and do it. I think the, you know, I tell my kids this all the time. It's like, you know, like they're like, oh, I, you know, it's, it's going to be too hard or it's good. You know, I don't, you know, whatever, you know, whatever thing I'm trying to think of like an example, I can't think of one, but it's like, but just do it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Just do it anyway. And maybe it's not as perfect as you want it to be or whatever, but you did it. And it like, maybe next time it will be better. Maybe next time it will be different or maybe, you know, I don't, whatever, but like, just do it anyway. Yes. It is because you are, you are, you are limitless and, and you, yes. you, whatever lid on you put on yourself, like got to take some responsibility for that, you mm. know, and, and say like, maybe, maybe that lid doesn't need to be there. Right. Maybe, maybe it can be a little higher, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's know. the surfer image that well, you gave. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the choice. Yeah. Yes, you know? It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Oh, this is so great. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything um, else that I had for you. This is what happens. It's like the flow, the rabbit hole and... Well, I would love to come on again. I think like this, what a a delightful thing and uh, delightful conversation. So like, this is again, like this is one of those moments where it's like, ah, this is why I do what I do. Like, this is fine. I love this. This is, this for me is joy. So thank you for, for being a part of that for me. Thank you for coming on, for chatting, for sharing your wisdom and your experience and your inspiring story. And thank you for what you're doing. I, Zenimals is going to be my go-to holiday Aww. gift. Like, Aww, not you. even saying that, already <laughs> planning it. Um, yes, yeah. Oh, I thank you. can't wait to have my own. I think I'm gonna. I want the kids one because I like the turtle. Oh, Lydia, this was so great. Anna, this was so great. Thank you for coming on. <laughs>